Hello and welcome to Hot Air Diviners, an enchanting podcast where casual conversation blends into cosmic wisdom. Join me, Natasha, your dedicated card slinger, and me, Lauren, the cosmic queen of chaos, on a long-winded journey, where we'll be exploring the intersection of tarot, astrology, and beyond. Hey, Natasha. Hey, Lauren. How's it going? Good. I think. How are you? I'm good. Uh, I don't think there's something I don't think you noticed because I got my headset on, but look, I got all my hair chopped off. My gosh, you did. I love it. Yes. I was ready for a change. Do you feel free now? (laughs) Um, I think so. We'll see when I have to first uh, really like style it after washing fully myself and see how freeing it is because it is much shorter, but I don't know how how that's going to end up. Nice. It well, may, it looks great. It may be more work than I, I don't know. We'll have to see. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure you'll figure it out very quickly. <laughs> yeah. I don't have a choice because we won't go into a ponytail. So, and I look, yeah. I look weird in hats and I have to wear like children's hats. Otherwise I look like, what is the, um, what's the guy from the Looney Tunes, little mouse with the big hat. Oh, <laughs> I can see it in my head, but I, I don't remember the name. Is it Speedy um, Gonzalez? Oh, maybe. I'm like, I'm Googling Looney Tunes now. Yeah. <laughs> Not, not how we expect. Yes, it is. That's yeah, so funny. <laughs> yeah, I look like that, or like a ten-year-old boy in a hat. So <laughs> uh, the hair looks great. Thank you. Um, anything let's new for you? Any changes this week? <laughs> uh, I guess not. I keep thinking about cutting more of my hair off, but I haven't done it. Um. Yeah, just kind of lifing, I suppose. At well, this point. I say do it. <laughs> Mine would just be a trim. It would just be really boring. <laughs> but Fair enough. But soon. Soon. Soon I'm going to dye it purple, I think. so. Yeah. You could be like, I'm thinking about shaving off the sides of my head and getting like a nine inch tall mohawk and I'd be like, do it. Yeah. So nobody ever asked me for hair advice because that's always <laughs> going to be my response. It's going to be do it. No, that's perfect. Now you're the only person I'm going to ask for hair advice. <laughs> Just to enable me. Um, I'm still like growing out the bits, <laughs> the bits where I did shave the sides of my head uh, last year. So I'm going to probably not do that for a little while. The undercut. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Turns out like having to like, I don't like it when it gets very long. So I was wanting to like, reshave my undercut like every two weeks and uh that that's a lot apparently (laughs) yeah it is so but uh enough about hair i guess we're talking about divination and things um do we want to do announcements at the top or the bottom of the show um i don't know (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I guess since we don't know, we'll wait until the end. How about that? 
recording a whole hour earlier than usual today and my brain is confused uh miraculous how that seems to work but our topics today mm-hmm. i'm going to be talking about i'm natasha by the way i don't know if that was clear or not uh but i natasha am going to be talking about how to recognize counterfeit tarot decks and why that's important and all of that good really fun heartwarming stuff <laughs> yeah so I'm excited to learn a little bit more about that because I don't know as much as I thought I knew based off of a brief conversation we had uh, yesterday. So I'm excited to learn more <laughs> about that. And I, Lauren, hi, I am going to be talking about <laughs> the um, out-of-bounds moon and what what is an out-of-bounds moon. Do you have an out-of-bounds moon Um in your natal chart and what it well not just the out of bounds moons but um i'm going to touch on also some other planets that go out of bounds and and kind of what that means and we're all gonna learn some things today Woo! yeah i'm excited because that's not something i've really heard anybody talk about uh it doesn't seem to come up in like your basic astrology 101 kind of um content yeah yeah it's really nice it's kind of um you don't and and you don't actually see it when you pull up your birth chart online it's not usually something that is well it's there but you have to do a little digging to get to uh, uh what's called a declination a chart of declination to find find that which i will i will briefly explain that or either put a link on our instagram on how to how to go about finding that Nice. Sweet. Awesome. Um, We have not decided who's going to go first today, so we're going to try flipping a coin. But the only coin that I could find nearby is this penny. So (laughs) odds are I will not catch it or that it will just simply fly behind furniture where I cannot retrieve it. But we're going to try this first. Let's try it. All right. Lauren, you can Mm -hmm. call it. Uh, Tails. Heads. (laughs) So you go first. Looks like I'm going first. All right. Uh, Jump right into it, I suppose. So if you're listening to this podcast, I assume you know what tarot is and what tarot looks like. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And odds are you probably own a tarot deck or are considering getting one. Um, So... The the bottom line, I guess, or just like, there are fake tarot decks that exist in the world. And what do I mean by fake? I mean, all of these decks have art and guidebooks that are created by individual people, which means that they own the copyright on them. And when you purchase a deck, whoever created that deck should get a portion of that money, right? Like, that's how... Yeah buying and selling things works exactly but just like fancy shoes and purses there are counterfeits out there meaning someone will maybe purchase the real deck scan it on their shitty copier and then reproduce it and sell it themselves and um yeah it's it's illegal they're not giving any of that money to the original artist or to the publisher yeah and i think a lot of times you're not getting really uh, really getting a deal on a counterfeit deck like it's they're usually not priced that 
much differently. Yeah, it can it can vary because there's like anytime you see a tarot deck that's super super cheap because they are out there it's like if you see a tarot deck for eight dollars um like a full-size tarot deck anyways uh then it's it's guaranteed to be fake like it's just (laughs) and the quality is going to be terrible too because that's part of what Mm -hmm. they're doing is like they're stealing the images and then reproducing it as cheaply as possible which means they're not um, they're not paying for like good card stock or a nice box to protect the cards. Um, and that's why they don't typically have guidebooks and things uh, because then they're trying to sell it for cheap because consumers who don't know any better usually uh, will be like, oh, what a good deal and like purchase it. Um, mm-hmm. And so they're undercutting the market in that way. But sometimes if they make a slightly better copy, they'll just like sell it for full price, even though they didn't <laughs> uh, spend the same amount of money mm-hmm. making the copy. And plus, yeah, the time, creative, all that that goes into it, you know, people should be compensated for their work. Yeah, yeah. It's like if we want artists to keep making nice things for us to use we have to make sure those artists can afford to pay their rent and buy groceries and Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know buy the tools of their trade or whatever and Um, artists a lot of times under undervalued and people don't think about all of that when they look at a piece of art that the person that created yeah they also need to buy groceries and pay their light bill um, it wasn't just they were having fun drawing something or, you know, whatever. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> it's yeah, it's a it's a it's a lot to consider. Um, but yeah, I'm going to go through some general things to help recognize, like when you're looking at a counterfeit deck, um, I'm going to talk about what to do if you already have a counterfeit deck because you didn't you didn't know better at the time when you purchased it it's me Um, hi um so don't feel yeah don't feel bad because like you know i mean probably didn't purchase it intentionally knowing it was counterfeit but so that'll be that'll be good if you did then fuck you (laughs) if you did it on purpose then i you're what is wrong with you um but yeah we'll talk about all that and then i'll talk a little bit at the end about wholesale and how that works um yeah just in case if you're out there like thinking about starting a witchy shop and you want to carry tarot decks or something um i'll give you some tips on how to ethically source those for sure um but first just some some big clues is that the deck you are looking at is a fake first is the price um if you are looking at a tarot deck that is mass market, which means it's published by a large publisher like Llewellyn or Los Scarabeo, or which I probably pronounced that wrong. I only ever see it written um, or U.S. Games or something like that. That means it's mass market, which means a big publisher is doing it and they're making lots of copies all at once. They have like paid the artist or whatever um some kind of like licensing deal they're getting like a percentage um and so they can afford to sell a little bit cheaper because they're making like thousands of copies at one time that is just that's how business works right like you do stuff in bulk and it makes the cost per item go down a little bit and so you can afford to sell it a little bit cheaper um but even those for a standard full-size deck the suggested retail price is gonna be between 20 and 30 dollars usually at least so if you see for example um 
let me look around what the mass market deck I have. Uh, if you see the Light Seer's Tarot, which is published by Hay House for sale somewhere for like $8 on Etsy, that's going to be a fake um, because it should retail for at least 25 Sorry, the, the box is far away or else I could pick it up and tell you exactly what it should typically retail for. Um, and even when it's on sale, like 50% of that would still be like 12 bucks. So if you see it for way less than that, that's a big sign that something is fake. It's just because it's impossible for legitimate sellers to make money. Um, and businesses have to make money or they go out of business. Uh, uh -huh. You know, that's just how that works. So price can be a really big clue. Um, if you see a box of cards and it just looks like really crappy quality, that is also another big clue because they're trying to do this as cheap as possible. Um, so a lot of times the colors will be wrong. And sometimes this is unfortunately like a thing that you you may not notice until after you've purchased the deck if you're like opening it and looking through the cards the color will be bad the print might be crooked the size of the cards might be weird um that kind of thing another like huge clue is a qr code on the outside of the box because most of these counterfeit decks do not come with any kind of guidebook or what we call like the little white book, just like a, well, it's a little white book uh -huh. <laughs> that typically comes inside of your deck with like keywords and really basic definitions. Some of these decks a lot of times come with much nicer guidebooks, even within just the uh, small boxes and things now. But at the very least, even the most basic um, mass market published decks will come with a little white book that has keywords in it. But these counterfeit counterfeit decks do not. They will say like, oh, it comes with a QR code to like get your digital guidebook or something. And that is a huge giveaway that it's counterfeit. Because when the publishers do this, they always have a guidebook. Um, and there is no like random version where they like don't because like I said, they're producing these in bulk. So they're all going to be the same all the time. I have never seen a um, legitimate mass market deck that does not have some kind of booklet that comes with it. Uh, and also just from a business sense, if you think about it, if this was like a legit business who was trying to keep their intellectual property from being stolen, they wouldn't have a QR code on the outside of the box <laughs> where uh -huh. anybody in a store could pick it up and scan it and walk away without purchasing the product. Um, so that's just food for thought. Most of these I tend to see are for sale online. And we'll talk about like some of those different marketplaces and stuff. Uh, in a second but that is honestly like one of the biggest clues there's very very few exceptions to that rule but yeah the other thing is the packaging so again when you're reproducing a deck for as cheap as possible that includes the box it will usually be a really thin really flimsy tuck box um there are some legit decks that use tuck boxes um so it's not just like when you're looking at all of these factors, you have to consider all of them together. You can't just look at one mm -hmm. because like one of these rules, like I'm air quoting rules, because uh, there, there's always going to be like a few exceptions. So there are decks that do come in tuck boxes and they're legitimate. Um, but if it comes in a tuck box and it has no guidebook, and it's like $4, uh, <laughs> you know, mm -hmm. and you're like, oh, okay, something, something here is fishy. Yeah. Um, yeah. And the I, box should, 
Oh, sorry. Go ahead. I didn't realize that boxes with the because I've seen I see a lot of decks that have the QR codes um, on the backs of them, and I never really thought anything or really thought about it. So that's that's interesting. Yeah, and I mean, like, I, I want to be careful. Like, I'm not trying to shame anyone who like doesn't doesn't know this. This is yeah. Um, I know some of this just from like seeing other people talk about it in social forums. I know a lot of this because I run a business. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and so I've, I've had to like research these things uh, in order to find legitimate avenues to purchase decks for myself. It's also just some of this stuff is just stuff you, you think about as a business owner that would not necessarily uh, cross your mind if you don't, Mm-hmm. work in in that space uh all the time you know what i mean um yeah so just just things to keep in mind but yeah packaging so if you have a box um the box for your tarot deck if it is from a mass market publisher should include something called an isbn number it'll usually be right underneath the barcode um well, it should also have a barcode. That's usually... <laughs> and that's for legit, legit decks. Yeah. Have the mm-hmm. ISBN. Okay, I'm taking notes, so... Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I should probably put together, like, a just, like, a handy post with bullet points uh, for our Instagram or, or something like that. But, yeah, an ISBN is just, like, a classification number. Let me double-check real quick what that actually... Okay, yeah, I... I was trying to remember if there was like a specific acronym that would help it make more sense. But basically an ISBN is just a product identifier used by publishers, booksellers, libraries, and internet retailers. Um, And so it's the international standard book number. Uh, And it's just, it's a thing you can search and should always pull up the same title decks, card decks get published by the same publishers who publish books. And so they just kind of get folded into that system should have an ISBN number under the barcode typically it should also always say the country of origin like where the deck was printed and it's totally fine most decks are printed in china so i know some people will be like oh it's made in china it's a fake and like no like that's just where most of our printing happens uh at hmm. this point because it, it's cheaper um so that is not necessarily a giveaway you just got to make sure it says that it's from somewhere <laughs> yeah uh, and then it should also list the publisher which sometimes I don't know. Sometimes these counterfeiters will just copy the whole box. So then like you have some confusing information on there, but like I said, it's important to consider all of these, um, all of these different rules or whatever, um, when you're trying to determine what is and is not fake. Um, and I'm mostly talking about mass market decks. I will mention indie decks in a moment. So I think like the last big thing is the marketplace, which when I'm talking about the marketplace, I'm talking about where you're purchasing your decks from. If you are looking at tarot decks on like AliExpress, Wish, Timu, Temu, whatever that new website is that has yeah. a bajillion ads, make me just want to punch TV. Uh, if you see a tarot deck on there, it's fake. Guaranteed. 100%. Yeah. Legit publishers will not be reselling their stuff on those apps it is only going to be counterfeit Mm -hmm. yeah 
because like you'll find them and they'll be crazy cheap they're not legitimate they're bad poor quality copies um at best sometimes you just don't even get anything when you order stuff like that um i would not recommend purchasing anything art based off of those kinds of websites if you need like eight million screws or something and you want them for cheap like hardware fine sure order away um but if you are trying to purchase like art for your home whether that's like a print or Uh even like clothing with like art because i i know some artists who turn their artwork into patterns and then will um have clothing made out of it that kind of thing and they get ripped off all the time on those websites um yeah don't don't purchase art from there because it's almost certainly uh ripping off someone else's art and they're not getting anything from it and it is also just generally speaking tends to be bad quality anyways um and then we have places like amazon and etsy and this can be really challenging because there are legitimate decks sold on both of these websites and there are also lots of fakes that you can find on both of these websites and it's frustrating that neither platform does a better job of trying to enforce that copyright stuff but i have a, an excellent example of of a deck bought that i have two copies of that i bought i was just looking at it uh one i bought on amazon and the other i bought off of etsy and i believe i paid about the similar similar price for both and they both appear to be counterfeit um, <laughs> based off of what you know what you had just said and um i paid uh pretty much retail cost so i thought i thought well, i was good and now i'm realizing uh, it was not that's so frustrating do you mind if i yeah. ask what deck it is it was the modern witch yeah yeah because I, I i bought the first one off of amazon and my, I left it on the table and my cat's knocked over a glass of water. And so some of the cards on the bottom got a little, a uh, little wet. So they're a little misshapen. So I went to replace it. And the second one I bought off of Etsy. Mm-hmm. So. That's, yeah, that's so frustrating. And I know that that one, like the more popular a deck is, the, <laughs> the more likely that mm-hmm. there's multiple counterfeit versions of it existing in the world. Um, and it's unfortunate because Amazon, I think you can purchase that jet deck on Amazon, like legitimately, mm-hmm. um, with Amazon, the thing you have to check for is the seller. Mm-hmm. The seller should always be either the publisher. So it should say, so the publisher for the modern witch tarot deck is liminal 11, which is a, a much smaller, uh, publisher, but they put out some really fun stuff, uh, like the modern witch tarot. And yeah, it should either say Liminal 11 or Lisa Sterl, who's the artist who created the deck. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it'll say both, actually. Um, but yeah, it's just you really have to double check the seller and it should either be a publisher or the artist of the deck itself. And if it's not, you shouldn't purchase it on Amazon. Um, yeah. And with Etsy, it's even more of a mess because sellers are just random it's a lawless land yeah they like yeah it's wild and because like anyone can create an etsy shop you just gotta like pick a new username or whatever Mm -hmm. 
So yeah, if it's really cheap on Etsy, it's a fake. It's fake. Uh, but also, Etsy is confusing because it's easy for people to just like pop up like whack-a-moles and like get shut down on one shop and then just start a new one selling the same fake crap. Mm -hmm. But also, there are a few creators out there who are indie creators, which means they create the art for their deck and they get it printed and then they sell it themselves. It doesn't go to a publisher or anything like that. They're, they're doing everything start to finish on their own. And indie decks tend to be more expensive, um, you know, because they aren't able to print in bulk the way big publishers are. And there are a few creators who do sell on Etsy, like legitimately. Um, and I wish they wouldn't <laughs> because it's just so hard for um, consumers, I think, to fish out what's legit and what's not if they're even aware that they need to be worried about that because uh -huh. you know to be fair like a lot of people when we first get involved in tarot just like ooh, it's exciting like you don't you don't know anything yeah. it's just a thing you're drawn to and you're curious about and if anything you're probably focusing on just like learning what the tarot is and what the cards mean you're not thinking about the industry of tarot and yeah. how to protect artists um, and things like that which is totally normal and understandable so I don't want to like throw the book at people here um, but yeah that's why it's just like Etsy is so hard <laughs> as a platform it can be very uh -huh. difficult to tell um, who's legit and who's not so and it's the same thing for like art as well in general like there are tons of artists who get their start on etsy because it's so easy to set up a shop um but there it's also it's like if you experience any kind of success at all there odds are someone is showing up to copy your stuff and sell it for cheaper um so you know just just be careful like double check um we have computers available to us all the time <laughs> if you're like unsure or like oh man i'm not super good at recognizing these kinds of things yet you can always just google especially like use the name of the deck and it's like uh -huh. um how to recognize a fake copy of whatever deck a lot of times when they start getting uh counterfeited and put out there a lot of times the artists would be like hey there are fake decks going around like this is what they look like don't buy them this is what the legit deck looks like and so, a lot of times they'll do like side by side comparisons which is helpful yeah but also even if you just google the name of the deck and learn what the artist's name is then you can look at their website and see like oh yeah i've got a deal with the publisher it's going to a publisher it's going to be mass market or um if they're indie and they're not through a big publisher typically you just want to buy the deck directly from them is the best way and hopefully mm -hmm. they have a website very very occasionally it's just an etsy um but hopefully they have a website or a lot of times they'll have a website and it'll say the only place to buy my deck is this Etsy account. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's just, it's unfortunate that you have to put so much work into it, Yeah, <laughs> you know, just to make a purchase and you can't just trust people to, to do the right thing. Um, mm -hmm. But yeah, it's really important to support the creators in our community. If we want them to keep making beautiful decks for us to use and to learn with and to learn from uh so yeah that is just like whew, a whole a whole list so now you know i mean and when you know better you can do better it's like what we were talking about the um the deck that i purchased twice um 
the Modern Witch deck, and you were talking about the publisher being a Liminal 11 and being a smaller publisher, um, I would have much preferred to have supported them twice, and now finding out that I actually, in fact, had not, because I thought I had, um, is disappointing. Yeah, it can be, yeah. yeah. It's it's frustrating. Um, I also just, like, it's also literally illegal <laughs> yeah. uh, to, to, purchase, to knowingly purchase counterfeit goods. Um, like, obviously, I, not to worry anyone, I don't think yeah. anybody's going to come no. knocking down Lauren's door to, like, take I, I her to jail or know. anything. I didn't but, know. I thought I was doing, like I said, I thought I was doing a, a good thing. The reason the second deck I bought off of Etsy is I thought, well, I'll buy, I, I'll buy it from, instead of buying from Amazon, I'll buy it from a small uh, reseller and support a small business. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was my intention. Um, yeah. Yeah, so. and that's why it sucks, because I think lots of people, you know, think that way um yeah it's it's just it's just unfortunate yeah and and now that i actually think about it um the person or the store i bought it from from etsy was uh located in the same state which was also something that i looked specifically for because i thought that Uh would be um good as well because it wouldn't have to ship as far and i would be supporting somebody local uh (laughs) so i had the best of intentions but yeah oh my gosh yeah and see and like that sucks because i've i've heard lots of people say things like that and i totally i totally get it and those are the kind of people who it's like when you explain like oh you've definitely got a a fake deck who like feel bad about it and i'm like it sucks. I don't want you to like beat yourself up mm-hmm. over it. It's like now you know, you know, know better, do, do, better. do better in mm-hmm. the future. The people that I can't stand are the ones who are like, oh, I know, but it's a better deal. Like, why should I pay them? It's <laughs> like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, people who like do it on on purpose, uh, which I guess like just another reminder is if you realize you have a fake deck and you remember where you purchased it. These people tend to sell lots of fake decks. If you find a store that has one fake deck, odds are all of them are fake in their storefront, whether that's digital or physical. Um, yeah, you can't really purchase these things in bulk on accident. You know what I mean? <laughs> uh, consumers who don't know better, or it's easy to be like, oh, I... I thought I got a good deal or I thought I was supporting a small business, um, you know, and you pick them up here and there, but retailers, they usually know that they're doing something wrong. And you can always ask, I suppose, and give them the benefit of the doubt. Like, Hey, I think this deck might be a fake, you know, where did you get it? Mm-hmm. <laughs> that kind of thing. Um, and, you know, maybe maybe they don't know. But, hey, if you're a retailer, if you're someone who operates a witchy shop, don't buy fake decks to resell. It's bad. It's illegal. Um, but mostly it's just bad. <laughs> and also getting legitimate decks is one of the easiest things um, for a retailer, particularly if you are a brick and mortar retailer, meaning you own like a physical storefront then you should already have a resale certificate, which means that you can like purchase things um, wholesale tax-free and then 
resell them to other people. Uh, and that's all you need to submit like a copy to any of these major publishers and they will give you the ability to purchase decks wholesale for your storefront, which means you're purchasing them at a discount because you're going to resell them. And for many wholesale businesses, usually you're required to purchase in bulk, which can mean, well, it can mean anything. I run a wholesale business, Ritual Pursuits, and I operate with a very small, like required minimum order. Um, but with these publishers like Llewellyn, <clears throat> there is no minimum order. So it's not like you're being required to purchase a thousand tarot decks and like, oh, that's just unattainable for your small business. You can literally purchase one wholesale tarot deck to resell in your shop. You can purchase five, you can purchase 10. Like there's really no excuse for <laughs> going out and purchasing a bunch of fake decks to resell in your mm-hmm. shop. It's, it's bad. And if you as a customer are shopping somewhere and you ask them about a deck and they aren't able to tell you where they got it from, or they really try to avoid the question and it's obvious that it's fake. um, I wouldn't buy anything from them because they're bad people. (laughs) Uh, It's just, it's not okay. Um, And especially to like see that coming from within the community that should really be the biggest supporters for our artists and creators is just sad um and unfortunate and yeah and shout out to all the retailers who do work extra hard to make sure they're purchasing legitimate decks um thank you that's great but Sorry, now I'm just kind of like rage spiraling and forgetting what I was even going to mention. Um, I was, I, I know I got really quiet there. I was listening. I was, <laughs> I just, I knew my turn's coming up and I was a little ill prepared. So I was writing down something really quickly. Uh, <laughs> I was <Yeah>. listening. <laughs> no worries. Um, I think I'll make one last note. A lot of times there are, so like, Mass market decks are pretty affordable. Like I said, they're typically going to be between 20 to 30 bucks. You can always buy those directly from the publisher, uh, like Hay House, Llewellyn, US Games. Also, all these publishers do run like pretty regular deals throughout the year where you can get some like really steep discounts or free shipping or whatever. So, you know, if you're on a budget, I totally understand. Keep an eye out for those sales. They, they're huge. They're also buy, sell, trade groups on Mm -hmm. facebook and you do have to practice some discernment in there most of the time the the couple that i follow um have pretty decent moderators and they try to catch any listings that have counterfeit decks um and say like hey you know we don't allow that in here but also these are groups with thousands of people so occasionally there will be one that slips slips through but i know that they're trying really hard to keep counterfeit decks uh off of their Facebook groups and things, but that can also be a place where sometimes you can find like a legitimate good deal because it's a used deck. Um, if you're on a budget, uh, yeah. So that is also always an option. The, the most likely exceptions to these things I've mentioned, like, you know, tuck boxes or not having a guidebook and that kind of stuff are indie decks, which are, the ones that I mentioned where creators are doing all the work themselves and not going through a publisher, which means they might make 
interesting choices that differ from like your standard deck. Um, but the biggest clue with indie decks is going to be the price. They uh-huh. are more expensive. They can be anywhere from like $20 to $120 for some of the fancier ones that I've seen um, that have like gilding and special foil printing and fancy boxes and things like that. But I would say on average, most indie decks are in the like 50 to $70 range. And so if you see an indie deck, the example I'll use is the Marigold Tarot. It's one of my favorite decks ever. It is not through a mass market publisher. The artist does it herself. She started her own press, but all she sells is like... Um, her marigold tarot stuff and it's like 55 dollars. if you see that for sale anywhere else pretty much it's a fake unless you like there's like a handful of brick and mortar retailers who will stock indie decks and they have like really big social media presences and they frequently do lots of their own content educating about how to recognize fake decks uh but for the most part you typically don't see indie decks in in stores and you certainly don't see them for less for like 10 bucks that's just insane so that's always going to be like your big big clue but like marigold tarot their newest edition like they must have just done another print round now does include a little white book a small leaflet inside when i purchased mine which was a couple editions ago it did not come with a guidebook but i purchased it directly from the author or the artist website and even then, there's no QR code. It like comes to you in your email after you've made the purchase. Uh, but now, going forward, new editions of the Marigold Tarot, I'm guessing probably because they've had issues with it being hard to recognize their deck and whether or not it's counterfeit, now has a little white book that comes with it. Um, the only other exception I can think of is the Holy Spectrum Tarot. And it doesn't have a guidebook because the author didn't write one. <laughs> or uh-huh. the artist didn't write one. And he is... Uh, he, maybe they, I forget their pronouns, but yeah, they've talked in their newsletter and on their social media about not writing a guidebook being a very deliberate choice for that deck because they want people to come up with their own interpretations and things. But yeah, that one is also like a 50 or $60 deck. Like you can't, yeah, I think most of the places like indie decks might do weird stuff with all of these other rules, but the one thing that you can always count on is that price is going to be a little bit higher yeah and last if you already have a fake deck well now what yeah that's what um, i want to know <laughs> yeah <laughs> i would say first just be aware don't beat yourself up about it because it doesn't change or fix anything if you can afford to go purchase a real version of the deck from the artist that way you're supporting them Uh, You'll also probably be amazed at the improvement in the quality of the deck, too, when you get the legitimate version. So that's just a nice bonus. Do not use the deck on social media anymore. It would be my recommendation unless you are specifically showing people, hey, this is a counterfeit version of this deck. Do not buy Uh it. Just because it's confusing, I think, for people, especially like new people who don't necessarily know better, to see multiple versions of this deck out there. And not know that, like, oh, some of these are fake. Yeah. Uh, And also, a lot of the fake decks tend to be lesser quality than the legitimate decks. So if someone is, like, watching your video or your post or something and they don't know that counterfeits are a thing, it just kind of, like, reflects poorly on the actual artist. Mm -hmm. Um, They're like, oh, well, they put out, like, a, a kind of, like, crappy deck or whatever. It's like the cards are small or 
flimsy or something like that which is just like a double whammy because the artist didn't get any money when you purchased your fake deck and then now they're getting a shitty reputation because of pictures of their fake deck on the internet so just something to consider there and you can also if you do end up buying like the legitimate version you can always use these for like personal art projects you know if you want to do a collage or use them in your journal or something like that uh there's certainly no need to just throw them away like the paper Mm -hmm. has already been printed like it exists uh just be responsible with how you use that and then because i know this is probably like the biggest issue for most people who have unknowingly purchased decks like this if you really can't afford to replace it just keep using it if anyone ask about your deck like oh i love your deck or something just make sure like you tell them like in person or whatever if someone sees your deck just make sure you let them know like i bought this counterfeit deck on accident if you buy it please make sure you go to the correct artist um you know definitely let people know and yeah i think like that biggest thing is like don't be don't flash it around on social media unless you're clarifying that it is not legit a legitimate deck Mm -hmm. you know um but yeah, we all <laughs> we're all just trying to survive under the heel of late stage capitalism. So we're, I totally yeah. understand if you're like, oh, uh, this was like a big splurge purchase or something, and I really can't afford to just like go buy another more more expensive one. Um, mm-hmm. I get it. Keep it for personal use. You know, just don't don't advertise it around uh, as like a an option like don't encourage people to go buy more fake decks i guess yeah. basically is, mm-hmm. is the bottom line and yeah it's just like whenever you have a chance support the artist in some way yeah that was very informative and helpful all right that's yep. that's fake tarot decks Hi, Lauren here, popping in for a post-recording update to let you know that we decided to split up this episode because our topics ran a little longer than we had originally planned. We know your ear holes can only hold so much of our hot air at one time, so the Out of Bounds Moon episode will be out in two weeks following next week's episode on the eclipse cycle. Well, I guess, so we'll make our, let's let's make our announce. We're going to be taking a break after next episode. And because we're going to be taking a break, normally I would just cover that one full moon in Aries, but we have eclipse season coming up. So I'm going to do an episode on the eclipses. And then we're going to take a break. And how long are we taking a break for, Natasha? Because you're the one with the spreadsheet and the schedule. (laughs) (laughs) The one with the calendar. Um, Yeah, we're going to, we're going to take a little break. Uh, Next week's episode will be our 20th episode. So really proud of that um Woo-hoo! and it seems like a good spot to call it season one season one is down it's our first 20 episodes mm-hmm. um we're gonna take off for all of october yeah and then come back i think mid-november mm-hmm. um yeah and we just we started we got a lot of stuff going on mm-hmm. we started at <laughs> eclipse season in aries um in the spring so it seems fitting to end the first season um on the hills of this upcoming eclipse season or yeah and then pick yeah. up pick up fresh on the it's other wild. side it didn't didn't necessarily like intend slash plan it that way it was mm-hmm. just kind of like hey we're gonna hit 20 episodes um i think think we could use a little break 
catch up on life things and it's like oh hey look mm-hmm. and it takes forever season in forever for us to edit this podcast yeah um, so <laughs> even though the, the episodes are only about an hour or a little over an hour long uh, the editing part is such a job on the side so I'm uh, gonna give yeah. us some time to focus on other things I would like to maybe put out some more astrology content on the hot air diviners um, Instagram page so be looking forward to that yeah we won't be disappearing you can still find us on social media definitely recommend coming and checking us out on instagram it's probably the easiest way to see what we're up to and send us a message if you want though we of course also have an email um but yeah we've got one more episode we're gonna take a break uh work on some of our other side hustles do get some our planning get our spook on yeah our get our spook on plus also like <laughs> it's october like we mm-hmm. have life life stuff to do but also it's our favorite month the mm-hmm. weather is going to be beautiful yes it is we have things we want to do with friends and, and family festivals and- yeah enjoy the season a little bit ourselves um so yeah, really looking forward to that. And then coming back refreshed uh, and ready to chat more divination in November. Yeah, follow us. Yeah, follow us on Instagram that way. You know, when we uh, when we come back, we're come. You said when we're coming back, right? So you have attention span of a goldfish. Um, I didn't say, say that? Like the exact day. I okay. said mid November. All right, we're gonna figure that out, and we'll tell you next episode. So come back and listen to next episode, yeah. <laughs> and we'll tell you when we're coming back. <laughs> yeah, and in the meantime, if there is anything that you can think of that you really want us to talk about, um, let us know. Email, Email mm-hmm. Instagram, comments on Substack, wherever, anywhere. Uh, send we us would, a pigeon. We would love to know. I yeah, would love to. I would love to receive a pigeon. <laughs> So if you I bet my dog would eat it, but um, you know, cat, hopefully you pooped yeah. out the message. Um, but if you want to, just you know, send us an email, and we'll tell you where to send your pigeon. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that would be awesome. Um, maybe send more than one. Or crow. Uh, <laughs> ooh, crows are preferred. Um, or a raven. Just teach it to like talk, mm-hmm. say the message. Um. Anyways. But, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, looking forward to it. We, we're going to have lots of time to like plan and, and tinker and decide if we want to keep the format, change up the format. Um, yeah. Thoughts, opinions, feedback, all welcome. You know where to find us in all the places. Mm-hmm. Give us a rate, review, over on wherever you're listening to this also. Is yeah. Show us, show us some love because we love you. We do. Um, all right. So yeah. until <laughs> now, now that I've made it weird. Until uh, next week. <laughs> until next week. Bye. All right, see ya. Bye. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining us for another episode of Hot Air Diviners. If you enjoy this podcast, it would mean the world to us if you could rate and review the show wherever you listen. By leaving a review, you not only show support for the show, but you also help others discover the podcast. If you're interested in more Hot Air Diviners content, you can find us on Instagram and Substack as Hot Air Diviners. If you have a comment or a question you'd like us to answer on the show, you can email us at hotairdiviners at gmail.com. If you want more straight up astrology content, you can find me on Instagram and TikTok at Fire Moon Astrology or book a reading with me through the link in the show notes. 
And if you're interested in more tarot, plus whatever else might spark my curiosity, you can find me, Natasha, on Substack and Instagram as The Present Pursuit. Thanks for being here and see you next time. Bye. Bye.